Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Slidebet and I'm joined once again by Greg Brown and how's it going Greg? Yes, yeah, good to be back, thank you, good to be back. Yeah, it's good to be back, it's been a couple of weeks since we recorded a podcast so hopefully we'll slip back into it like an old pair of slippers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we kind of missed last weekend due to holidays and it was a pretty tough weekend all round I think. Yeah, it's been a tough couple of weeks. I think obviously we started off really well on Saturday um, with Rangers nap landing uh, but a couple of corner shots here and there over the course of the weekend so um, please the Scottish games are back match day 2 in the lower leagues so I think we're on match day 12 now in the Scottish Premiership so looking to get back to winning ways this weekend Yeah and we're kind of getting there in terms of being back in full flow with all the leagues um, as you say all the Scottish lower leagues are now back probably in the, a couple of weeks worth of forum for them to bed in um, before we get really stuck into them um, and all the other leagues around Europe are, are back in action as well and Obviously, that's the Champions League and European competitions kicked off as well. Yeah, it's pretty much back to full flight. Um, I don't know if results will reflect that yet. Um, I think, obviously, we're in a a different world at the moment in terms of, obviously, games being played behind closed doors. We've had... We're going to have three consecutive monthly international breaks. And that absolutely (laughs) breaks my heart. I, I, I mean that seriously, because what it does is, one, it completely removes the options you've got in terms of that week or the 10 days up, up to it and it completely disrupts as well any momentum or form that clubs had yeah so it's not just the international break itself it's the week after that as well you've probably got to factor in so i think after november's international break that will be the last one please god until Ever. at least march <laughs> <laughs> i know and to be fair You've got to kind of question the wisdom of having them, given the current situation across Europe and across the world at the moment. You know, players flying in from different countries and um, England with each other it has led yeah, to quite, personally, I think it's quite bad a few. Really. Um, although saying that, it's great to see Scotland uh, winning some matches. <laughs> yeah, we'll take it. I think that's eight without defeat. So regardless of the opposition, I think that's probably our best run in a long, long time. <laughs> it's not been pretty right enough, but I think... Who moment, cares? Who nobody cares? cares. Nobody not, cares. Not at all. So... Over the course of the podcast tonight, we're going to have a wee look at the Scottish Premiership. We're going to delve into the Scottish lower leagues and we have a game in the Premier League that we're going to have a look at in England as well. So we are, how many games have we went to the Premier League? Is that was 10? Yeah, or? so I think we're on match day 12 now in the Scottish Premiership. I think a couple of clubs have had matches postponed uh, due to COVID outbreaks. Um, I think we all know there's something seriously wrong at St Mirren. <laughs> if just, a few games just, just generally. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, hopefully the people of Paisley won't um, be too upset with that comment. <laughs> Apologies. Uh, yeah, um, and they're one of the games we're going to have a look at uh, this weekend. At the moment we've got a full card in the Premier League and hopefully it stays that way. Um, but we'll start off with uh, Motherwell v Ross County on Sunday. We'll have a wee look at that game. And it's been almost a month since Motherwell last kicked the ball. It has been, yeah. So I think they last played on the 27th of September. And I think that was an absolute hammering from Rangers. Yeah. I think they lost that match 5-1. And I think that midweek they also lost in Israel in the Europa League qualifiers. Yeah. Prior to that, though, they had a terrific 3-0 win at Aberdeen. Which is a bit of a surprise, really, um, at that point. And prior to that as well, they also beat St. Johnson 1-0. So 
they were starting to play a lot better. I think we spoke about Motherwell's form at the start of the season. Very disappointing. Um, probably the biggest disappointment this season in the league in terms of clubs you're expecting to do much, much better. So they host Ross County on Saturday. Ross County can probably thank their very, very good start to the season for their mid-table place at the moment. Uh, they've only won once in nine, and sadly that one win came at St Johnston <laughs> through a deflection or a fluky goal, probably. <laughs> so it's a difficult game to call this. I think Motherwell at home, they've drifted this week, I think. They were 3-4 to four on Monday, and I think they're now 17-20. to 20. Um, Difficult to back Ross County here. I think Motherwell should edge this one. Now, as we said, Motherwell haven't played almost a month. Mm-hmm. So that can go one of two ways. They can be fresh and ready to go, or they can be a bit rusty. But I, I know quite a few of their players will have been involved in the international setup. So I'm pretty certain Motherwell will be all guns blazing come, come Saturday. Um, Ross County got a really good 0-0 draw at home to Hibs last week. Again, it's probably a match that the fact that it finished 0-0 isn't a surprise. Hibs don't concede too many goals at the moment, and I'm still unconvinced in an attacking sense by Hibs. I know they're sitting fourth, and they've had a really good season. I just don't think they're playing that well at the moment. I think the stats suggest that um, Hibs battered them 0-0. Hibs had, uh, what, 27 shots in the game. Having said that, Ross County racked up a fair few shots as well, but I think, by all accounts, Hibs missed a fair few chances to win that one. Yeah, so I think in terms of the angle for this match, I would opt for Motherwell um, at 17-20. to 20. I'm really keen, though, to see what price we can get on Ross County cards. Um, Ross County are the league's bad boys. I think they've racked up more cards than anyone else. And that includes also three red cards in their 11 matches. So we're really keen to see if we can get any any value or any, any odds on two cards. Uh, but I think three cards might be interesting. Um, having watched them against us, they do like to get, get the foot stuck in. Um, so I, I don't think they'll change the way they play, especially away from home. So I think Ross County, three or more cards could be worth a look as well. But yeah, I think we're all... To win, I think you're getting somewhere in the region of 45, 17 to 20. Look, the bet in this one, um, there are no prices up for the card yet, so that's maybe something you'll touch on nearer the weekend um, if you fancy it. Yeah, if I see prices, I'll obviously share them on, on the channel. Okay, and what about your own team, St Johnson? They host Dundee United at the weekend. <laughs> I think when we last recorded a podcast, um, <laughs> St Johnson had only scored four in 10 league games and they've subsequently scored f- what? 12. In the last, what, 12 in the last three? Two. Oh, sorry, 14 in the last three games, is that right? Yeah, we've got the Betfred Cup matches yeah. against Kelty Hearts and Brecon. I think the 7-0 at home to Brecon two weeks ago was a, a game that we're obviously going to win, but it's great to see us get some some goals. Stephen yeah. May scored a few goals, and we've taken that form into the league game last weekend against Hamilton, and amazingly, we scored five goals. When was <laughs> the last time really, Johnson the, scored five in the league Oh, possibly against Motherwell a couple of seasons ago. Um, we, we do it quite regularly, though. That's the sort of thing that Johnson often <laughs> yeah, do. Famous, <laughs> sort of. um, so, I guess they went to this game with their tails up and against the United side, who maybe just stuttered a wee bit of late. Yeah, I would say so. I think United started the season really, really well. But I think last weekend against Aberdeen, probably very, very fortunate to get something from that match. 
I think Aberdeen had 11 or 12 corners, pretty much dominated at least 80 minutes of the game, but just couldn't get find a way past the United keeper who had a great game. So they'll be delighted to get that point, to be fair. But I think at the moment, something not quite right with United, based in the last two or three games. Mm-hmm. I think obviously I was keen to bat them for corners, which landed quite a few times earlier in the season. But looking at them at the moment, I think I've seen some stats on Twitter in terms of their attack and play. They've just fallen off a cliff in terms of shots and goal, possession, corners. So St. Johnson for this game are quite rightly favourites. Um, just a shade below evens, I think they are. But I think this match for me is probably no bet. I did look at United to hit five or more corners at 11-10. to 10, But I just think given the way United have been playing recently, um, I'd be keen to see them perform a little bit better for a few games before uh, getting back involved in United. So um, it could be a close game. I don't think there's probably much between the sides. They drew one all on the opening day of the season at Tannadice. Um St. Johnson had, I think, down to 10 men in the first half. I can see this being a very, another tight match. Maybe one goal will nick it, and hopefully it'll be a, a St. Johnson 1-0. Yeah, so it could be reverting to tight for St. Johnson after their goal-laden <laughs> week <laughs> or so that they've had. Uh, OK, so no bet on that one. Um, next up, we're going to have a wee look at Kilmarnock v Hibs, and that should be a fairly decent encounter. It um, should be. It's a really, really tough game to call. Um, Kilmarnock, after... I think we spoke at length about Kilmarnock's start to the season. It wasn't really as bad as people were making out. Um, and since then, though, since beating United 4-0... They've won four of their last five. They're probably the league's form team behind <laughs> behind Rangers at the moment, Kilmarnock. Um, they got a terrific result last weekend away at Livingston, 3-1. And, and I know Livingston, obviously, aren't the team they were last season, but to go there and score three goals on that plastic pitch is is, is some going. And I know that Kilmarnock as well tried to get the game postponed last weekend, and yeah. Livingston probably quite rightly said to them, get lost. Mm-hmm. So... I really I could not call this game at all. Um, Hibs defensively, as I keep on saying this season, are much much tighter at the back. Don't concede many goals, but I just think at the moment this game likely to be very tight as well. No result here would surprise me, and when you, when you kind of get that view, you know it's best left alone. Yeah, and as you say, for all Kamalok's poor start and Hibs have kind of taken a fair few plaudits already this season. Um, if Kelly won this one on Saturday, they're only going to be four points behind Hibs with a game in hand. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a potential big match for Kilmarnock. Yeah, it definitely is, especially off the back of four wins out of five. I think to win four out of five in the league at any point in the season is, is great going. Um, so I think the odds in this match, I think both teams are evenly matched on the markets at the moment. Um, you probably expect some money to come in for Hibs uh, come the weekend. Uh, but I think for me, uh, just leave this one alone. OK, fair enough. Um, next up in the last game on Saturday in the Premiership is uh, St Mirren v Hamilton. And what on earth is happening with Hamilton these days? So I'll quote you from our friend at Pine Bovril, Mr MacDonald, yes. um, saying that Hamilton are the entertainment kings of Scottish football. <laughs> who'd have thought? Who'd, who'd have thought? <laughs> so there's, there's been 19 goals scored in their last three matches. Sadly, though, for Hamilton, 12 of those have come against them. So, Wilson is very well scoring seven goals in three games. And do you know what? That's that's terrific. But to concede 12, though, is really, really worrying. They were obviously 4-0 down last night 
against Aberdeen after what half an hour. Um, they lost that four two. They lost five goals at home to St Johnston last weekend. Uh, Aaron scored three against them in the cup. Yeah. They lost three at Hibs before that, and I think even Aviate scored against them in the the Betfred Cup as well. So certainly no lack of entertainment. They are scoring goals as well though. And some match against the St Mirren side again, who, who they haven't played many games either in the league. To be fair, they I think they've played a couple of Betfred Cup matches. I think they beat Patrick Thistle four yeah. one. I think that scoreline probably flattered St Mirren a little bit. I think I think it was two really late goals to put the icing on the cake, and they got a two all draw down at Queen in the South. So again, another difficult game. I think given the fact Hamilton are shipping so many goals. You can probably try and make a case for St Mirren to score two at 10 to 11. But I think when we spoke pre-podcast, St Mirren don't score many goals. And I think they're home form as well. They've only scored, I think, two or more goals at home once in about, I don't know how many games, but it's quite a few. Yeah, they've only scored six in the league this season, uh, having conceded 15 in a row. That Hamilton are conceding at an alarming rate, but... um, I would rather look at the positive side of Hamilton, the fact that they're actually scoring goals. They've scored 13 um, and 11 now, which is pretty pretty good going for Hamilton um, if we look at what, how many they scored last season. So I, I wouldn't be inclined to be back in St Mirren to score here. I'd actually be more interested to see what I could get on the Hamilton match side goals. of things. Even match goals over 2.5, probably get a pretty decent price on over 2.5 goals in this game. Uh, 10 to 11, bet 3.65. Yes, it's maybe an angle I'll, I'll take. Um, I'm still undecided. I think initially looking at it, St Mirren scored twice based on Hamilton's defensive form. You could argue could stack up, but I think we're both called out. I think there's probably question marks around St Mirren's attacking ability and ability to score goals. Uh, I think Abika's maybe only got three goals this season. He'll be their mm. main threat. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a fact that they've not played a league game now for some time. Um, so, yeah, it's a difficult one to call. I know most of the games in this league can be difficult to call, but I think probably, I haven't gone through it just in the podcast now, possibly over 2.5 match goals could be a better angle. Hamilton to score are 4-9, which, given the amount of goals that they've scored, I know they've been conceding, but if you just look at their goals for Colm, um, just shy of 1-2 for them to get on the score sheet isn't too bad at all, I don't think. No, it's decent, yeah. Okay, that's Saturday covered. On Sunday, we've got um, both Celtic and Rangers in action, kicking off at 12 o'clock with uh, Celtic's visit to Pataudry, and Celtic really need to bounce back after a fairly abysmal display um, against Rangers last weekend. Yes, I think it's probably the most disappointing Celtic performance in an all-firm game, probably in the last three seasons, maybe longer than that. Um, I I think to not have a shot and go at home um, against Rangers is pretty shocking yeah. I know there was obviously a lot of outcry on social media from Celtic fans but ultimately it's only one match um, I don't think Celtic have been firing in all cylinders this, this, this season no. I think they've probably only played well maybe in a couple of matches I think they played really well at home to Hibs uh, obviously they, they beat Hamilton 5-1 at the start of the season but other than that they obviously fluked uh, a 2-0 at Saints uh, prior to the Rangers game um, so they're getting the job done, Celtic, but I think they're far, far from convincing at the moment. And they're playing an Aberdeen side who are in cracking form 
And I think they've got the opportunity now to go, what, level one points for Celtic? Yeah, go level one points. Which is quite unbelievable, and... given all the hoo-ha about Aberdeen at the start of the season through yeah. the COVID outbreak, their defeat to Rangers. And since then, they've put all that behind them. And again, I'm one of the league's form sides. Yeah, had it not been for that 3-0 defeat to Motherwell, where I think Motherwell was 3-0 up within 20-odd minutes or so, you know, <laughs> yeah. just kind of blew them away. Um, Aberdeen would be level on points with Celtic at the moment, which would be quite remarkable, really. It would be, I think um, as well. I think um, for Aberdeen, that Motherwell match was a classic case of just a bad day at the office. Yeah, I think um, so. And I think Aberdeen are prone to them, to be fair, as most clubs are. But um, since then, though, they've, they're grinding out results. I think Lewis Ferguson's won six goals this season, which is great going after 10 games for a midfielder. Yeah, because I think they wondered where the goals are going to come from for Aberdeen. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I mean, they're, they're not struggling at the moment anyway to find no, goals. No. Um, so this will be an interesting one, I think. Aberdeen are 11-2 to win. Uh, having said that, Celtic have, despite Aberdeen, you know, been relatively serious contenders in the last uh, four or five years. Celtic have actually got a decent record against Aberdeen and they've won won eight and drawn one and lost one over the last ten against the Yeah, Dons. I can't recall too many Aberdeen victories against Celtic at home anyway. No, but it's it's shaping up like it could be a perfect opportunity for Aberdeen to play Celtic. Celtic obviously play AC Milan uh, tomorrow night, Thursday night, yep. in the Europa League as well. So that's a bit of a distraction really now um, for Neil Lennon and his squad. So it'll be interesting to see what lineup he goes with on Thursday and then, you know, who takes the field on uh, Sunday because obviously he's not had his troubles to seek in terms of player selection uh, difficulties that he's had due to coronavirus. <laughs> and I think whatever side no one puts out on Sunday, there's going to be scrutiny and criticism yeah. of the starting lineup, yeah. And that's probably just the part and parcel of being the Celtic manager in the 10-in-a-row season. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, so you think this might be a wee feisty affair on Sunday? Yeah, so there's two players for Aberdeen that I'm, I'm really keen on. Um, there's no markets out at the moment. Um, I shared this on the channel on Monday um, for the two players concerned. Um, quietly confident on both of them, to be fair. And there's there's good rationale and logic for, for both of them as well. So um, that's been shared on the channel. No prices yet. Probably have to wait probably until tomorrow night, maybe maybe even Friday, before the bookies get their finger out and price up the card markets. Yeah. But yeah, there's two players for Aberdeen that are well on my radar, um, and I'll be posting that again on the channel um, as soon as the prices come out. Okay, so obviously if you're not a member of the channel, then you can join us there. Uh, just visit gambler.co.uk to get access to Greg's uh, private tips that are on the channel. And last but not least, uh, Livingston visit Ibrooks on Sunday. Rangers now top of the league by four points and short price at 2-11 to 11 to win on Sunday. And this looks like a game that's kind of hard to find some value in. I think 2-11 is pretty good. £11 on for the back. <laughs> £2 for nothing. <laughs> um, this a game is literally just going to be a game in which how many goals will they win by? I think obviously Rangers are also um, in action on Thursday, are they? Yeah, play standard Asian Thursday. So I don't expect Rangers to win 5 or 6 now at all, but you'd fully expect them to win this comfortably by a couple of goals. I don't think they've considered a goal yet at Ibrox this season, have they? No, you were saying I think it's nine clean sheets now, and that was one of the yeah. I was I was looking at 
on this game, uh, Livingston has only scored once in the last seven against Rangers, and Rangers are eight to eleven to win to now. It's probably a wee bit on the short side for what I would like. Just a little bit. It's not a market I particularly enjoy. No. One to nil because they could have been ten one and your bet still loses. <laughs> yeah, um, but I would fully expect this to be a comfortable two or three nil win for Rangers. Um, but like you say, trying to find an edge and an angle in this match is pretty difficult. Um, yeah. I think Rangers playing on Thursday night probably helps Livingston. Um, and I think also as well with Aberdeen hosting Celtic in the early kickoff, Rangers go into this match. Um, knowing what they need to do. Obviously, yeah. they have to win the match regardless, but yeah. there's going to be incentives well, yeah. there either way. Yeah, could give them a lift if, they, if Celtic drop any more points to Aberdeen. Um, yeah. Kick off. Okay, so as we say, that one looks quite difficult to find to value in. Rangers at 8 to 11 to win to nil might be as good as it gets. And that covers all the Premiership games. Um, we're going to delve into is it League One. I think we're going to bypass the Championship, are we? Oh, championships. All the, be- all the best <laughs> <laughs> I think the championship is going to be a really difficult league to fathom out obviously Hearts are going to win that league quite comfortably they started off the season last weekend battering Dundee 6-2 yeah. um, I think prior to that game I think most people fancied Hearts to win that match but I don't think anybody saw a 6-2 win coming for Hearts yeah. but between the other sides there's really not a lot between them Dunfermline, Dundee and Vanessa there's not a lot between the sides. It's going to take a good few matches to really get a feel for that league. Despite that opening day defeat, I think we would expect Dundee to be there or thereabouts. Come they should the season, be, they absolutely you know. should be. Um, Inverness look like they've got a decent enough score as well, as do Dunfermline. But I think the rest of the sides in that league, really difficult. I don't think Morton are strong enough to compete at the top end. Um, incidentally, they travelled to Dundee on Saturday mm-hmm. Dundee are 4-5 to five. Um, Dundee should win that match I'd imagine 4-5 yeah. to five, but yeah. not confident enough to, to select them um, this early in the season especially after their defeat to Hearts last week um, it's probably worth not looking too much into that match first game of the season maybe a bit of a freak result but I think I'd be keen to let Dundee bed in first um, in a league that's going to be really difficult to, to bet on yeah, I think if you're looking at putting a, an ACA together for the weekend, then Dundee might be one that you want to throw in there. Um, yeah, I would say so. I think Morton started the season OK. Um, probably stronger at Capolo than they are away from home. Uh, with Dundee home advantage, uh, Dundee will be really eager to bounce back after last week's defeat. Yeah. OK, so we're going to have a wee look at a few games in League One, actually. This looks a wee bit more appealing. Um, not a huge amount of forum to go on as yet other than uh, last week's results and some, some Betfred Cup games but um, you quite like the look of Clyde at Dumbarton yeah so I think League One's going to be a mainstay for me this season I think I've got a good enough handle now on the, on the lineups, the teams and I'm also growing my network of contacts from people who watch the matches at certain clubs mm-hmm. so speaking to a few of the guys Clyde uh, I've spoken to a few guys in the lower leagues in League 2 as well just to get a feel for things in terms of the squad and how they're playing so I'll be keeping in close contact with them throughout the season and it's a really valuable um, piece of armory to have really I yeah. think it's all very well looking at stats and reading news reports but actually speaking to fans that watch the games you not only get a feel for the club their own club but the teams they're playing against as well yeah. 
So we might even get some of them on the podcast as the season unfolds, which would be good. Yeah. But at the moment, yeah, Clyde, Clyde have probably strengthened this season. They haven't really lost anyone um, of any note during the summertime. They've kept David Goodwillie, which is a massive asset for them. He's obviously the best striker in that league. I think he's scored 20 goals now in each of the last three seasons or, or thereabouts. So to keep him is a, is a huge coup. Um, they defeated Partick Thistle last weekend 1-0. And I'll be honest with you, that wasn't a shock result for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Partick Thistle are probably at their level <laughs> in League One at the moment yeah. under, under uh, McCall. Um, speaking to a few Thistle fans on social media last week, I think as the season goes on, if they don't start winning matches, winning well, it's going to be a bit of a, not a campaign to get rid of McCall, but I think he's only got so many points left in the bank with some of the Thistle fans. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, let's be honest, Patrick Thistle should not be in League, League One. No. It's embarrassing that they are. Yeah. So they should really be winning most of their games in this league. So I think they're at home to Airdrie at the weekend. Um, and that that's a tough game. Airdrie look like they're going to be decent enough this season as well. Mm-hmm. And you fully expect Airdrie to be probably challenging for that kind of fourth and f- well, the last two playoff spots, providing obviously Falkirk and, and Patrick Thistle do what they should be doing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in terms of Clyde, they travel to Dumbarton. Having looked at Clyde's sign-ins, it's really difficult. They've brought in quite a few players from Premiership clubs. But at this stage of the season, though, you just don't know whether or not any of them are going to be any good. Yeah. So it's all very well saying he's from Rangers, he's from Motherwell, he's from my hearts, so all that sort of stuff. But ultimately, um, it'll go on how they actually perform in the pitch. Now, Dumbarton, quite a lot made about Dumbarton's squad. I think Jim Duffy was running about like a chicken trying to get um, players into the club. I think they were down to, what, 11 players maybe three or four weeks ago. I think they've got a very, very small squad, Dumbarton. Uh, Clyde are 11-10 to 10 to win this match. Dumbarton are a side I think this season will struggle. Mm-hmm. So, again, a, a team to keep an eye out on. Uh, so, in terms of my list of clubs to watch out for in League One, I'll keep an eye out on Dumbarton. Cause I, I think they could potentially struggle this season. And I think yeah. Clyde, especially after beating um, Thistle last weekend, could be a shout at 11-10. to 10. Yeah, and they already beat Dumbarton a few weeks ago uh, in the Betfred Cup by yeah. three goals to two. So that kind of stands up with the 11 to 10 price uh, on Clyde to win. No, definitely, yeah. Uh, elsewhere in League One, you well, it'll be interesting to see how Cove do this season. They got off to a good start last weekend and podcast favourite Mitch Meganson is already on his score sheet. Yeah. Back amongst the goals. Um so I think Cove again having looked through their side they have definitely strengthened the players that they lost last season were just fringe players I think they've been financially backed again this season obviously they signed a fellow goal machine um, Rory McAllister yep and I say fellow goal machine I'm not talking about my antics at fives <laughs> or sevens I'm talking about Mick Meganson <laughs> um, so he, he's, he was in the bench at the weekend actually so it'll be interesting to see if um Rory McAllister starts matches, or if Mitch Meganson's going to be their main man again. But they look strong. I think we spoke at length quite a lot last season on Cove's away form last year. Conceded a lot of goals. I'm fairly certain that they conceded the second most number of goals in the league away from home last year. But their home form, though, I think was incredible. I don't think they lost at home. 
or they, I think they collected um, almost maximum points in their home games. Yeah, they were very good. So they travelled to Peterhead on Saturday. Peterhead beat Dundee United uh, 1-0 in the Betfred Cup, which is a real shock, to be fair. And again, Peterhead, I don't think they've strengthened much this season either. They're pretty much running in last season's squad. And I think they were sitting eighth before lockdown kicked in. And they'd shipped quite a lot of goals. So again, this match I've shared on the channel on Monday um, for this game. And um, yeah, Cove look, Cove look a decent shout here to continue a good start to the season. OK, and elsewhere in uh, League One, there's another one that we quite like to look of between us, and that's Falkirk's home match against Forfar. Um, Falkirk, as you've kind of touched on already, should be there or thereabouts um, towards the end of the season. They're a fairly short price at 9-20 to, to win at home against a Forfar side that I think will probably find life tough going uh, in League One. Um, but you can get 7-10 to 10 on Falkirk to win and to score uh two or more goals. Yeah, I really like the look at that one, to be fair. It looks really strong. I think Falkirk's home home form last season was terrific. What let them down last season was their shoddy away form. Um, I don't think many teams go to Falkirk and leave with any points. And I, I think you're right. I think for this season, probably looking just to stay up um, mid-table. I don't think they're good enough to, to battle for the playoffs. I think Cove and Airdrie will be trying to do that. Um, alongside obviously Falkirk and, and Patrick Thistle so in terms of this one I think 7-10 is actually a really, a really good shout I know they've brought back uh, Blair Alston who I'm quite familiar with he scored numerous wonder goals for St Johnston at his time with us yeah. uh, he then went to Hamilton so it's, he's a good signing for Falkirk I think he uh, is back to where he started playing some of his better football a few seasons ago so I think the Falkirk side look pretty strong and yeah, I'd be very surprised if Falkirk don't win this game uh, 2-0 or more. Yeah, and even just their head-to-head backs that up, Falkirk have won the last, what, six or seven on the trot against Forth and rattled in six goals against them uh, back in January. So that might be one to add to your lines at the weekend as well. And we're going to have a, a quick look at League Two as well. Um, we have touched in previous podcasts on Queen's Park. They are as short as four to eleven um, to win at Lesser Hamden on Saturday against Albion Rovers. But we kind of think that's probably a wee bit too short this early in the season. I think they're still playing their games at Hamden actually. Are they? Sorry, I thought. Aye, uh, no, no, not at all. I thought the same. Uh, it's not, not until I spoke to the guy from Queen's Park last week who I think they're still redeveloping Lesser Hamden. Right. So they're still playing their home games on in, in, in the National Stadium at the moment. But 4-11 for the second game of the season, and I know they're playing Albion Rovers, but it's a ridiculously short price. Mm. Um, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be advising anyone to throw them in to an accumulator at that price. <laughs> I don't even know, they should win this match. But um, they're missing Simon Murray still. I think he had a knee injury. He's probably looking back coming back next week at the earliest probably and I think they're missing a few other players as well um, I did oppose them last weekend away to Stirling Albion mm-hmm. I just felt they were missing probably too many big players for them this season for them to be backed at that time I think it was just below evens and they went off at 8-13 to 13. Mm-hmm. so lots and lots of money coming in for Queen's Park uh, but at the moment I couldn't justify backing them at 4-11 and again, it's difficult to find an angle in this match um, this early in the season. 
Yeah, I think had Queen's Park won and won well last weekend, then you might have been able to justify that kind of price, but it just feels a wee bit too short until we see just how they're going to settle in this season. Big things expected of them, but I'd rather have some results on the board before backing them at that kind of price. Yeah, definitely. Having said that, my bet of the week is also in this division, um, and I had sent this to you at the beginning of the week, and the price was about 20 to 23 at the time. I thought that was going to really uh, fall before the weekend, but it's actually held up, and the price is 4 to 5, and that is Elgin to win and to score two or more goals at home to Brecon. Um, Brecon look like they're really going to struggle again this season. There's a good can, chance I could get a game for Brecon this weekend. <laughs> and just conceded. checking their stats, they've conceded just under 2 million goals since the season started. <laughs> Yeah, you just beat me to it. They've actually conceded 21 uh, oh, four not far so far this season. <laughs> uh, and Elgin have started pretty well again. Elgin ended up finishing third last season. Obviously, the season was curtailed, um, but they finished third in the table when they've won three out of three, including a good win at Stranraer at the weekend. Yeah, um, it's a great result for them. Gav Price has done a fantastic job at Elgin. Yeah, yeah. He's been there for a good couple of seasons now. Um, and they just keep going from strength to strength. I think this season, they'll be looking to... At minimum, it's getting to the playoffs. I think, as we said before, Queen's Park has spent a lot of money and are quite rightly favourites based on who they brought in and the money they've spent. But I think between Edinburgh City, Queen's Park, potentially Stenhouse Muir, that's probably three teams you expect to be challenging for those last three playoff spots. Yeah, it feels as if it's definitely taken this year. Obviously, Cove dominated that league um, financially as much as anything last season. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it is definitely there for the taking and Elgin might just be one of the teams that, that step in and either, you know, win the league or, as you say, get in amongst the, the playoff places anyway. So, uh, yeah, from my point of view, I think this just looks like a, a really, really strong bet given how poor Brecon have been. I mean, they've, they've fallen down the leagues. Um, they were probably fortunate to stay uh, in, the, in League 2 based on the fact that the playoffs, um, you know, the season was curtailed and that never happened. So, um, yeah, I think Elgin to win and to score two or more goals at 45 with Bet365, for me, it looks like better than Yes, cracking shout. Really good. OK, so that's us covered England. There's one game in the Premier League that you want to have a look at and it's no surprise that you'll be going for goals in the Man United v Chelsea match. Yeah, I've probably watched more Premiership football this season than I've done at any point in a long time. Um, I think we've talked about it being very entertaining the Premiership this season. Lots and lots and lots of goals. Unless you tuned in to the Burnley uh, West Brom match the other night yeah. for this 0-0. I think that was the first 0-0 of the season, is that right? Yeah, I think um, it was. Uh, one of our members, Greg, um, Rangers fan, he posted on Twitter, I think, before the game saying there's more chance of him backing £15 on the 0-0 draw than paying the £15 <laughs> to watch it. <laughs> to watch it, yeah. So, uh, fortunately for him, I don't think he backed it, to be fair. <laughs> no. But, yeah, it's been fairly spectacular in the Premier League. There's, the games are averaging uh, 3.58 goals per game so far, which is some going. Um, when you compare that to last season's average of 2.82. So, I think in any game at the moment, you want to be certainly looking at goals as an angle to get involved. Well, I think last night, I think one of the members contacted me about the, the Man U game last night, and I really fancied Man U to score at PSG. Mm. I think there's been a lot being made about Man U this season, but I think going forward still, I still think they're a threat. 
Yeah, I think yeah. there's a lot of def- a lot of questions defensively about them at the moment, but they do look good going forward. And I think I'd be amazed, obviously, if they never scored at least once. And having watched a bit of Chelsea recently as well, they look like they're going to start scoring more goals. I think they've spent a lot of money in the, in the transfer window, but again, defensively, Chelsea looked really ropey um, last weekend. Uh, I think to lose a, a what, 93rd minute equaliser against Southampton last weekend um, really failed defensively but that said going forward I think uh, Chelsea are more than good enough to grab a goal and if that mm-hmm. happens a bit like the West a bit like the Everton-Liverpool game last weekend I think both teams to score and over 2.5 looks a strong shout in this game Yeah that came in quite comfortably last weekend um, I think we're probably expecting a few goals at Chelsea v Sevilla last night, but that never materialised. Um, that is what you call a coupon buster. Yeah. There wouldn't have been a line in the country or in the world that wouldn't have had goals in that match. <laughs> mm. um, but yeah, I, I tend to agree. I think my United obviously still, even last night in Paris, showed they're very, very capable. Um, and I think you had mentioned to me that someone had some money on Fernandez to score last night as well, given the amount of penalties that seem to be getting awarded in these big games as well, then I think well, yeah, that's well, he's certainly feeding he's into the... what? How many penalties for Man U now? 100? 200 penalties he's hit for Man U? <laughs> um, I think he was 11-4 to score any time last night, um, which is obviously in hindsight, it was a great price, and he was 4-1 to one to score Man U's first goal. So I think there's definitely angles to look at in terms of who will be scoring Man U goals. I think he's, he's on the penalties, so... Uh, I know the penalties are something you've been keen to look at as well this season. You're yeah. just waiting to get that Hollywood lineup of a penalty in each match. Do you know where the prices just evaporated for me and I've kind of stopped looking at it, to be honest? Yeah. Um, it was okay when you were getting, I don't know, 2-1, 12, 12, as big as 12-5 in some games, but um, you know when it falls below 2-1, I, I kind of shy away from it, to be honest. But um, yeah, I mean, the, the awarding of penalties is certainly contributing to the number of goals that have been scored in the, the Premier League. So, um, yeah, so you're angling this one as well then? Um, just quite simply, over 2.5 goals in both teams to score. I think that pays 5-6 to six with Skybet. Okay. Good stuff. Can you just... Just before we wrap up, sorry, just yep. a quick note on Belarus. So, yes. matches this weekend, there's prices up, but no corner markets at the moment. Um, I think Dynamo Brest are playing tomorrow actually at home to Slutsk now Slutsk um, just typifies the last couple of weeks won their first game in about 10 matches at the weekend when they beat Minsk 2-1 and they've travelled to Brest Dynamo Brest who are flying at the moment so I think Dynamo Brest are 5-6 to six to score 3 or more mm-hmm. I know that's quite a big ask but given the volume of goals that Dynamo Brest are scoring and under at home I wouldn't be surprised to see that being far away and finally, Belshina are away to Dynamo Minsk. They're 7-1 to one to win the match. So we'll be keen to see if we can get a play on Belshina on three or four corners in that game. Okay. Okay. And again, are those tips that you put up on the channel? Yeah, once you get prices up? out, I'll have a think about them more. I'll, I'll put them up in the channel. Okay. Okay. Can you just give us a wee recap then on the bets that we have discussed on the podcast so far? Yeah. So I think we're looking at, in terms of Scottish Premiership, we are looking at Motherwell. Um, to beat Ross County at 17-20 to 20. and I think based on our conversation most likely to go with St Mirren and Hamilton over 2.5 goals at I think 10-11 to 11. Yeah. 
And obviously we've spoken about, I've shared in the channel, uh, Carbet in the Celtic v Aberdeen game. And my nap comes from the Cove v Peterhead game, which you can get on the, the members channel. Yep, and my bets for the weekend are Elgin to win and to score uh, two or more goals at 45 with bet 365. And I will also be having a play at Falkirk to win and to score two or more goals at 70-10 with bet 365. So that's us for this week's podcast. Don't forget there'll be the Norwegian podcast, which we will be recording very, very shortly with David Weatherston. Um, that'll be available on all the usual channels uh, over the next couple of days and uh, make sure you, you catch those um, you can also follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84Greg and as we've mentioned a few times on the podcast if you want more tips from Greg then make sure you join his Telegram channel where you can get daily tips just visit gambler.co.uk for all the details on how to sign up as ever, if there's anything you'd like us to discuss on the podcast or if you have any tips or insights or questions for Greg, then please do get in touch via Twitter or you can drop us an email at hello at gambler.co.uk. So that's us for the Gambler podcast. Uh, best of luck with your bets this weekend, Greg, and uh, good luck to all our listeners. Yes, thank you and good luck. Cheers.